Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics here for your Friday morning show. I almost forgot what day it was. Chris, before I forget anything else, please give us the weather. The weather in Los Angeles County is sunny 72 with a nice sunny weekend. Houston, Texas, sunny 42, partly cloudy weekend. Chicago, Illinois, 20, snow moving in Sunday, New York City. It's snowing today, 38, and a partly cloudy weekend. All right. Pretty standard weekend, I'd say. But um, the weather, uh, you know, speaking a bit more to that, it hasn't exactly been ordinary lately. Um, there's been a lot going on in the way of storms recently. And, you know, one of those being a tornado. It touched down in North Carolina. It killed three and injured 10 and ripped homes from the foundation. In um, Carolina was one of the 15 states affected by the storm. Um, some of the other states include Florida and Georgia. And the winds were up to 160 miles an hour. And then in Texas, there's another winter storm. Many people have been without power for 30 hours plus. At the time of recording, there's still 2.6 million people without power. The reason for this is they are on their own power grid. They don't have other states they can rely on and off of when they need to pull power or energy out of different places. And the governor is calling for an investigation on how this could have been prevented and why it wasn't. So a lot lot going on with weather, more than usual. (laughs) Yeah, the weather has not been very friendly. No. Um, there's more weather news than there is political or any other news. Yeah, the storms have been insane. You know, there's been, you know, there were winter weather advisories from the border of Texas and Mexico all the way up to Maine. So it's been one of the craziest winter weeks that I can think of in recent history. No doubt about that. And, you know, since I'm a professional meteorologist, I definitely know the ins and outs of the weather. So we're all in good hands. Of course. Of course. I'm definitely not relying on, like, other people. No, never. I would never do such a thing. Come on. We all know that you're sitting there with all the weather maps right up in front of you. It's okay. (laughs) I do. I have them, like... I got six monitors in front of me. I got mm-hmm. each weather with a weather map. You know, I have the weather channel calling me and saying, Chris, what's the weather? You know, like We're the top dog is calling me wanting to know the weather. We're high up there, man. We're high and I tell up him, there. Listen, listen. Here's what I can tell you. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the weather. And that's what you tell your meteorologist to say on the weather channel. There's just a lot going on. People should probably hide in the bathtubs. <laughs> just to be safe. Just hide for a couple of days. Come out maybe next week. It'll all be fine. A week to two weeks. You know, I'm looking ahead yeah. on the weather maps and we're supposed to get more snow in New York. When do we not have snow in New York? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> The one good thing I can say about our situation is that, you know, at least it's not Buffalo where they're getting like two feet at a time. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'd rather not deal with that. <laughs> well, yeah, since neither one of us are professional meteorologists, we can just listen to other meteorologists telling us what's happening. Let's uh, look at something that we can actually talk about that we actually know what we're talking about. Oh, without right. relying on other people. Probably a good idea. Right, so the thing that Chris is talking about first off is the Affordable Care Act. Uh, this was one of our rapid news stories on Monday. Kind of snuck up on us at the time, so now we have more information for you. Uh, for the next three months, you have the ability to sign up uh, for affordable health care. President Biden reopened healthcare.gov for a special enrollment period. Uh, you, like, like we said, you can now sign up for health insurance under the, under the Affordable Care Act, uh, and this will go until May 15th. 36 states are currently part of the National Exchange on healthcare.gov. The states that are not, they have their own exchange. The states that have their own exchanges are California, Colorado, Connecticut, District of Columbia, Idaho, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nevada, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Washington. Several state leaders in those states say they will allow reopen enrollment to coincide with the federal open enrollment period. The president says that it's necessary to have another enrollment period um, to sign up for health insurance because the pandemic uh, caused so many people to lose their jobs and benefits. The president said that with the previous enrollment, it wasn't publicized very well. So uh, there definitely needs to be another period Usually you can qualify for the Affordable Care Act even after the open enrollment period in certain circumstances, like losing a job, move, got married, or had a child. So this President Biden's order to get rid of the need to provide any of these documentations to prove it. If you want health care, go to healthcare.gov, enter your zip code to see if you're required to go through the federal exchange or you can go through your state exchange. To find out if you qualify, go to healthcare.gov for more information. So that's all we have on the Affordable Care Act. Now we move into the oh-so-famous topic on this show. It seems to be everlasting, and that is the stimulus. Um, So where are we in the process as far as the stimulus goes right now? Well, the House Budget Committees are currently in the process of taking all the different pieces for the package and combining them into one giant bill that will ultimately go to the House for a vote. Uh, The House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, is hoping that this will happen next week. If it passes through the House, it will go to the Senate committees to go through the same exact process to pass individual pieces But because the president wants this to pass before the pandemic um, unemployment benefits expire in March, there has been talk recently that um, the Senate will just bypass the this committee step and just vote on the House bill as is. If you're wondering what's in the bill, no one has any idea. Nothing set in stone. No one will know until the bill passes the House and Senate. 
So don't get all worked up. What's in it? What's out? Don't even think about it. No one knows until the bill is passed. Yeah, exactly. But that's the update we have there. Nothing much to say beyond that. So we move forward pretty quickly here into another hot topic right now, and that is the insurrection, the attack that happened on the Capitol on January 6th. Um, And there is an investigation on its way to beginning surrounding the January 6th attack. Um, You've probably heard that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi wants to put together a 9-11 style commission to investigate the facts and the causes of the January 6th attack. Uh, But of course, as we know on this show, you can't just say things and you get it. That's just not how it works. There are steps that need to be taken. To understand that process, we look at the commission that was formed from the attack on 9-11. To establish the commission, legislation needs to pass by the House and Senate and then signed by the president. The commission will be made up of bipartisan groups of non-sitting government officials. Back in 2002, the commission was made up of former senators, governors, representatives, and attorney generals. The commission took testimony from dozens of government government officials, including George W. Bush, the sitting president at the time. The commission finished this two years later after dozens of public hearings and five 161-page report. The other reason that this commission needs legislation is because, well, it's not free. It, it requires money. In total, Congress gave the 9-11 Commission $15 million to complete its work. And this isn't the only investigation happening surrounding January 6th. The Senate committees are conducting their own hearings as well. And Homeland Security as well as government affairs are having their own hearings as well. Moving into a slightly different topic, dealing with COVID-19, Johnson & Johnson is seeking emergency approval to, to distribute their vaccine. We talked about this a little, but the FDA could now give Johnson & Johnson vaccine temporarily authorization by the end of the month. Johnson & Johnson originally gave the paperwork for temporary approval of their single-dose vaccine on February 4th. The FDA has announced their hearing will be February 26th. Now what happens is there's an independent review process of independent people that review the the vaccine, they look at how effective the vaccine it is, how safe, and what side effects that could be associated with the vaccine. So if you're thinking that this process is taking longer than the Pfizer and Moderna process did, you'd be right. Those two got hearings within 17 days. Uh, the Johnson & Johnson hearing will be a total of 22 days for waiting. Now, why is this? Uh, The FDA has stated that because of the new variants that are being discovered, the new variants of the uh, coronavirus, it's making things kind of complicated 
on where they stand and, and reviewing the vaccine will take longer because of this. Uh, if you want to add comments and participate, you can go to regulations.gov for that. Uh, you'll also be able to watch the hearing on the FDA YouTube page. If the vaccine is approved, the United States would have three vaccines with temporary use authorization. Moderna and Pfizer need two shots, and Johnson & Johnson only needs one. So moving forward here, we get into some information about an extension on the mortgage moratorium. So at this time, about 10 million Americans are behind on their mortgage payments. If you are one of those people, uh, the bank cannot put a foreclosure on your home until the end of June, June 30th to be specific. Uh, additional help is now available if you need to reduce your mortgage payment. Uh, this is all possible because President Biden just announced an extension of a bunch of the different programs that have been helping homeowners through the pandemic. The first thing he is doing is he's extending the moratorium on foreclosures for federally backed mortgages until June 30th. The second thing he is doing, he will keep the federal forbearance program enrollment window open until June 30th if you need it. And the third and final thing he's doing is extend federal mortgage forbearance for six months for homeowners that signed up for the program before June 30th of last year. Now, there are a couple things that are important to note here. Uh, first of all, this is not mortgage forgiveness. This is the mortgage forbearance. And um, the federal government only has control over uh, people who have federally backed loans. Uh, if your mortgage is held through a private lender, you're going to want to contact them to see if they have any similar programs in place. Uh, this does not include, you know, this does not involve the renter moratorium in any sense. That's a completely different issue. The renter moratorium is still set to expire on March 30th. Looking at a similar topic to that, student loans. In President Biden's town hall, we got a pretty solid answer from the president about the $50,000 student forgiveness. And we'll play that here. Need student loan forgiveness beyond the potential $10,000 your administration has proposed. We need at least a $50,000 minimum. What will you do to make that happen? I will not make that happen. The Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and other key Democrats have been pushing the Biden administration to forgive up to $50,000 in student loan debt. The president said repeatedly he is willing to forgive $10,000 in student loans debt if Congress sends him the bill. The White House is also looking into the pres if the president can legally forgive up to $10,000 worth of student loan debt by executive order. Uh, if all this happens, it's going to take time to get the loans forgiven. Uh, it's not part of the current stimulus package, and that's what Congress is most focused on right now. Uh, 43 million Americans approximately are dealing with some sort of 
student loan debt currently. And that translates to about $1.7 trillion owed to the federal government. Even, uh, even forgiving a portion of this debt is going to, uh, it's going to cost the, the federal government billions of dollars. And at this time, the federal government has put all of your student loan debts on pause and froze interest until the end of September. Let's get into some rapid news. I'll go first. Kroger Grocery Stores is closing more stores over hazard pay issues. And NASA, as of yesterday, landed on Mars. Touchdown confirmed. Perseverance safely on the surface of Mars, ready to begin seeking the sands of past life. It looks like we're getting the first image. Here, take a look at the first image. That is rapid news, Nick. Tell me some good news. This is what you're best at around here, so deliver the best. (laughs) All right. So, there was a single mother of two who who lived in Atlanta who had lost her full-time job due to the pandemic last year. Um she ended up getting a short feature, like a quick 30 second uh, clip on the today show. And a woman in Sacramento saw the clip and wanted to help in any way she could. Well, the current situation was that this, this uh, mother from Atlanta, she had, six months worth of uh, rent to pay. Her car was being repossessed and all that. You know, one of her children was and is disabled. Um, so she was just under so much stress, so much stress. So this woman called NBC to help her get in contact with this mother. And They ended up talking over Zoom, and the woman in Sacramento said that she would pay for at least two months of rent, at the least. You know, she offered to pay more and offered any other financial assistance until the mother can get back on her feet. Now, it goes beyond this, too, because uh, the mother actually has hit a streak of luck too because um she is finishing up um everything she needs to do to get a license for property and casualty insurance uh as a salesman or saleswoman i should say and uh we'll be able to start working in that field quite soon it's kind of crazy to think about that you know someone just saw this a 30 second little clip on nbc and then got a hold of NBC to get a hold of this lady to pay two months of her rent. I mean, that's not an easy process to get a hold of a network television show where you actually talk to someone and then be able to get in contact with a total stranger. Oh, I know. It's just insane to, to, to see the dedication, the dedication, the willingness to help despite the fact that they're across the country from one another, you know, 
it's not one of these stories where it's like someone in her local neighborhood decided to help. No, they, they're complete strangers on the complete opposite sides of the country. That's pretty cool. I like that story. It's not so much about the money donation. It's more about the... The help and the dedication. The amount of effort that I had to get alone to get in contact with her. Not counting the... The donation itself. And then it sounds like she's getting back on her feet. Getting a new career path. I like that story. It's a good story all the way around. It was... was honestly really heartwarming to me well that is the end of this friday morning episode we will be back here monday morning as always but make sure you follow us on all social medias down in the show notes follow us on blind boys politics twitter account for 24 7 latest breaking news everything that you need to know to stay up to date on all that's going on across the country and sometimes what's going on in the world but until monday see ya have a good weekend bye guys